Hi there, my name is Min, and I'm a tiny Vietnamese book, movie, and overall fiction lover. Welcome to the Mini Bookworm Podcast, where I give my honest mini reviews on books, comics, or TV shows that I've enjoyed recently. If you've just finished a book or series that you have lots and lots of feelings about, or if you're looking for some fun literary and media recommendations to delve into, then hopefully this podcast will be the place for you. Hi, bookworms and casual listeners. Welcome back to the mini bookworm podcast. And this week I have a really complex and intricate sci-fi novel called The Ones We're Meant to Find by Joan He. And this novel was part of a read-along that I joined. So I read this in the span of a week. And let me tell you this head on. I really struggled with just like putting down my phone at the end of every day. And I literally had to physically restrain myself from continuing reading because the story was just so... It was just so addictive. I wanted to know exactly what would happen next. And then the owners of their read-along also just kind of put the sections at all the correct times and so they would always end on this cliffhanger and that was just so much of a difficulty for me to not peek ahead but you know what I persevered I did pretty well and I have to say this is one of the most interesting and innovative books that I've read in a while and so if you're interested in sci-fi well Keep right on ahead because I think this might be a new favorite for you. All right, without further ado, let's jump on to the review. Climate change is no stranger to those living in the 21st century. Decades of unchecked industrialization without proper awareness or concern for the environment have left Earth in a precarious position. Now our ice caps are melting, marine life is struggling, and the protective ozone layer around our atmosphere is getting chipped away day by torturous day. Without urgent remedial action, our future progeny won't even have an Earth to live on. But that's the key word. Future. Not that the consequences of global warming aren't already rearing their heads, it's that they're not yet severe enough that everyone is definitively motivated to start saving our environment. If unpredictable weather and rising sea levels aren't affecting you in the present, you likely won't worry constantly about the pollution potential of every single one of your actions. That will be a problem for the next generation to solve. So how might life on Earth look like if we continue at our current pace and finally push the planet to the brink? Joan Ha's newest novel, The Ones We're Meant to Find, postulates just that. In a dystopian world centuries from now, when the Earth's surface has become too toxic to safely inhabit, C finds herself stranded on an abandoned island with chasms in her memory and monochrome vision that colors her surroundings in dreary shades of gray. For three years, C survives in total loneliness, the hope of reunion with her sister Kay the only thing that keeps her anchored to reality. As the novel switches perspective, Casey Mizuhara takes the stage as she attempts to balance daily routine with a futile search for Celia, her older sister who has been lost for three months at sea. 
Each chapter takes us closer and simultaneously farther from the meeting of the two sisters, hinting at a truth that lies just outside the scope of our framework to accurately predict. What I love about the ones we're meant to find is that He isn't afraid to be radical, to involve politics and ethics and morals, to make the story one that interrogates more than it entertains. This doesn't mean that the novel isn't interesting. On the contrary, the ones we're meant to find is immensely gripping. I read the ebook as part of Al Crate's read along, and it was a challenge every single day to put my phone down at the end of each section because I just had to know what would happen next. Joan Ha employs cliffhanger after cliffhanger that leave readers in a perpetual state of guessing, unsure if they're on to something or if they have gloriously miscalculated. But beyond its compelling plot, the true gem of the ones we're meant to find lies in its tech-forward, hyper-eco-conscious universe. In this version of our beloved planet, seas are steeped in dangerous chemicals and radioactive materials that can penetrate one's immune system within minutes, while mega-earthquakes shatter continents into smithereens and crumble vast swaths of earthbound structures in the blink of an eye. To save Earth's denizens, floating cities are devised, airborne masses only one cubic kilometer in volume, stratified literally by people's carbon footprint or lack thereof. Families who have contributed negatively to the planet's pollution have to settle for the lower levels of the cities, while upper strata are reserved exclusively for those with revolutionary, environmentally friendly inventions. Extreme measures are additionally enacted to conserve preciously scarce resources. Bots automate any task that doesn't require full human input, food is simplified into nutrient IV lines, and houses are scrapped and replaced with stasis pots, in which people are encouraged to stay and engage with others through virtual holographs instead of going out offline. With meticulous attention to detail, her paints an austere, economical world that seemingly cuts out all physical activity and unnecessary indulgences, requiring strict obedience to the rules in order to preserve any possibility of life on Earth. Not only does Ho's universe creatively interpret common science fiction hallmarks like brain chips and cyberspace, it also provides a piercing criticism of our current apathy towards the ruination of the planet. As vibrant and lyrical as the writing is, the ones we're meant to find is fundamentally tinged with desperation and the hovering doom of an environmental apocalypse. It is abundantly clear that while it is possible to live in such stringent conditions, it is not particularly satisfying. Yes, you can visit the ocean in a computer simulation, but does it compare to actually floating in the water with a summer breeze skimming over your face and the wide open sky sprawled overhead? You can easily monitor and even regulate the neurotransmitters in your blood to ensure that your feelings are in check. But does that help to stabilize your mood to an optimal baseline? Or does it just flatten your affect without letting you experience joy or sadness in their purest forms? Could a life like this even be termed a life? Or is this only a shade of what life is supposed to be? An existence that is so mired in sacrifice and disaster prevention that pleasure becomes a far-fetched dream? Ha doesn't hesitate to point out the culprits behind this downfall in quality of life. 
big companies that make up the majority of the world's waste products, leading to massive chemical spills and fume eruptions, as well as the selfishness of individual humans who, in taking the earth for granted and exploiting the planet for their own benefit, end up harming other constituents with their negligence. If these two are left unmanaged, the damage to our environment will run so rampant that even harsh policies such as those introduced in the book won't be enough to reverse the repercussions. The ones we're meant to find is thus incisive and provocative, yet pleading at the same time, an indictment and a warning both for us to treasure our planet and make sure that a disastrous situation like this doesn't come into being. The bleak, regimented society in the ones we're meant to find bleeds into another key tenet that lurks just beneath the surface of the novel. What exactly defines humanity? In this version of the future where technology is incredibly advanced, lines that seem indelible in our day become much more easily blurred. With a life that is so deprived of genuine sensory experience in exchange for cost and space-effective imitations, does this at all warp humanity beyond its normally recognizable shape? With mind-body alterations as accessible as a press of a button, neurochemical makeup reduced to a set of impersonal statistics that can be changed on the go, memories stored as backup on brain chips and excised when they bring too much trauma to the bearer? Where do the limits of human consciousness and conscience start to smudge? With an actual humanness scale having to be developed to delineate the sentient from the non-sentient, who is to say that the scale is an accurate representation of who is deserving of a proper life? He explores these questions boldly, threading them through the heart-wrenching relationship between C and Casey to shake and crumble the foundations of readers' current beliefs. As we dive deeper into the enigma behind the two sisters' original separation, the novel pushes us to investigate issues that we rarely considered before, and in the process, re-examine the values and principles that we hold dear. Overall, The Ones We're Meant to Find is a truly consummate story. The plot is engaging, the world-building is imaginative, and C's and Casey's alternating perspective create an emotional dichotomy that tugs both painfully and hopefully at the heartstrings of the readers. Joan Ha doesn't shy away from being critical, refusing to tiptoe around difficult issues to preserve neutrality and intensifying the impact of her narrative as a result. This isn't always a happy story. It really can't be if you want to face one of the world's biggest problems head on. But if you want a clever sci-fi book that makes you feel and think in equal measure, you can't pass up the ones we're meant to find. And that is the end of my review of The Ones We're Meant to Find by Joan He. Hopefully you enjoyed it. If you pick up this book as usual, please feel free to message me on Instagram, through my email, or just through the message function on Anchor FM. I personally really would like to talk about this book because it's just the ending is so is so interesting and the world is so new and like just something that i haven't seen done before and yeah there's so many things i want to discuss about this book with somebody else and like run around theories and parts of the book that they like so again if you do read this or you have read this please feel free to message me i would love to chat and hopefully you enjoyed this episode 
And hopefully you'll also stay tuned for next week's episode. Have a wonderful rest of your day and I'll see you next time. Bye.